0: Hey, friends, thanks for being a part of the Christian Media Marketing Podcast. I am thankful for you. I am thankful for what you are doing for the kingdom. And I'm very thankful that I get to play a part in what you are doing. By listening to this podcast, it is our hope here at Kavanaugh Media that we can help you find those people that are seeking to let people know about who Jesus is, and to leverage media and technology to not only make Jesus famous, but to connect those people who now know who Jesus is so that they can become disciples and followers of him and make disciples and followers of Jesus as well. Now, today we're going to talk about three things real shortly on each of those. So the whole podcast isn't going to be super long, but I do want to address one thing with Facebook and two things with Google. Let's get started. All right. So with Facebook, one of the things that you may have seen recently is they they just announced that they are getting rid of their analytics tool. And there's been some chatter on the internet about, oh, what is this going to mean? And so I actually jumped online. And began to talk with my Facebook concierge help rep and said, What does this mean for organic insights for the information about our post overall on a page? Well, it's kind of funny because the person I was talking to said, What do you mean the analytics is getting taken, you know, taken offline? It's not gonna be there anymore. So I had to send the Facebook help person, the article from Facebook, even just announcing what it was that was happening. She looked through it. She said she needed to talk to her team. And then she came back and said, after looking through it, we don't believe it's going to have any impact on your insights. It is just the analytics tool. Facebook analytics is a competitor of Google Analytics, and so it was their attempt to be able to look at what is happening on your website and your landing pages once they click on the ad. I'll be honest, I've never really liked it. I've never used the Facebook Analytics tool. I prefer Google Analytics. In fact, we're going to start talking about Google Analytics on my live video training show that happens every Tuesday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on our Kavanaugh Media Facebook page and on YouTube. So we're going to look at that in two weeks, getting started with Google Analytics. I love the tool. I love the the insights that are there, that come from that. And so I've just never used the Facebook Analytics tool. So when they say that it's going down, I don't care. I'm, I'm glad it is. Now, I think part of the reason why it's going to be discontinued is because of some of these pixel challenges that Facebook and Google and other people are either seeing or introducing. They're still stopping the use of them when it comes to like Google and their use of third party data pixels. But with Facebook, I think they're they're having to really change some of their business model. So, what does this mean for you? Probably nothing. Okay, Probably nothing, but if you do use Facebook Analytics and that tool a lot, you probably want to switch over, get Google Analytics installed on your site, and begin to use that. Beyond that, there is a Facebook Business Suite tool, which will give you insights and let you see some of these things that maybe you might think you will will be missing, as well as I think you're still going to have that information available for you on your actual facebook page when you can look on the insights part of it so as i learn new things about it though i'll make sure and reach out and say something about it here on the podcast as well all right let's switch from facebook and start talking about google Really like using Google Ads. They are a completely different strategy. They are a completely different beast to learn compared to Facebook. But I love when I can use Facebook and Google Ads together. I can drive traffic from one to the other. I can learn about my audience through keywords and through searches. I, I can put content in front of other people with like YouTube ads of people that are already watching certain types of things. YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. The number one search engine being Google. And so there's, there's a search intent. There's people doing something. So we want to pull from Google but on facebook we're pushing content in front of them they're not searching for it and so we're putting content in front of them and so it's it's a push and a pull it's it's complementary these two together but as you're getting started with google ads one of the things that you will be uh, see right from the beginning is this idea of a smart campaign of smart ads And a smart campaign is basically Facebook saying, We have the algorithm, we have the information and the data, and so they work with you as you describe what your ministry is like. Then you are going to choose some keyword themes that you want to target your ads for, and you're going to tell them how much your budget is, and then. Basically, the magic behind their algorithm begins to work there and your ad will begin to show across Google search Google Maps YouTube, Gmail, and other partner websites that Google has relationships with. And so you can show to people in geographic areas certain phrases that are people are using. So there's a lot of benefits that can happen. But the big thing to those is that it is a smart campaign is in one sense just easier. And so I think that that's what Google is trying to do is to make things easier for people. Whether or not you want to use that comes down to your comfort level of smart campaigns versus regular Google ad campaigns. And so let me just break down a few differences between the two. When it comes to smart campaigns and then let's say just regular search campaigns or ones where you're choosing where your ads go, you're going to have to do more about the bidding When you choose to do it yourself versus a smart campaign, a smart campaign is going to look at your budget. When you say how much you're willing to spend and they will manage the bidding for you to drive the most value. And so they believe that they can figure that out where with your own manual campaigns, you select your bid strategy. You decide if it's max clicks or your target cost per acquisition, your CPA It also, when you start adding the keywords into it, they will, in the smart campaigns, choose automatically keywords based on your themes. If you do it manually, you pick your keywords, your match types, your corresponding ad groups, and so there's a lot to that. I'm going to tell you what I think here in a little bit about some of this, but I'll jump on this one in a second. I will tell you I have not been impressed with Google's smart campaign keyword choices. In fact, a lot of times they just don't understand what it is we're trying to do so they use some I think some really bad keywords. You can adjust them you can go in there and make some changes but it requires you actually speaking to people at Google at least it has for me to make some of those changes. same thing with the keyword editing itself. You can change the themes but when you do it manually you can actually change the individual keywords When you start to see the reports of what's happening, the smart campaigns have a simplified dashboard that they show to you. It's nice. It's colorful. It looks good. But if you want more detailed information, then manual would be a better option for you as well. When you do the smart campaign, they just automatically show your ads all across their network. So Google, Google Maps, YouTube, wherever. If you manually do it, you can choose where your ads show. So maybe you don't want ads showing up on Google Maps, uh, whatever. I don't know how that would help our ministry unless you are a church and you want people searching for a church near them on Google Maps, and then that would be great for it to show up there. The Another big difference is that a smart campaign only supports one landing page per campaign. So if you wanted to have different types of landing pages, you are definitely going to have to use the manual one there to be able to do that. Now, a smart campaign is really easy. All right, it, it is very easy to use. And smart bidding is a really nice thing because that's one of the areas that we make mistakes in. And so when you get into it, even if you do smart bidding options, there are some different ones that are there. There's the target CPA, so the cost per acquisition, but you have to be careful on this because if your volume's low, it could be really messed up here. All right, there's also a target ROAS, your return on ad spending. And this applies their AI and their artificial intelligence to predict the ads conversions. And that it's going to generate. So they look at it and they try to figure out which one's going to generate the best return on your advertising spend. This I think is hard when you're not doing e-commerce. And so it's good for you to kind of ascribe a value for something, say a Bible download or a message or whatever. But uh, this may not be a good strategy for you if you're not really working in that kind of way. Maximum conversions is another one that Bidding will do for you, and it relies on Google's own data to tell them how what to, the most conversions for a given campaign budget. So, the thing is, here they're trying to get the most of whatever things for the lowest price. Sounds great, except for this is the same thing with Facebook. When you do this, they may jump over to where's the, the easiest to convert, lowest thing. For them to happen so they're just trying to get the most clicks or the most conversions however you define that maybe that's messages maybe that's visits to a certain page or whatever sometimes the quality though may suffer on this one So maximum conversion is another one. It's kind of like the target ROAS. And when you do this one, it requires conversion tracking and setting up very specific values. That may be something that uh, is a little hard for you to do. So just with all of these, if you use the smart bidding, really think through what it is you're trying to do. Make sure you're testing. Don't just set it and forget it. Keep coming back to it. Get used to looking at your data over time. And this is going to help you see what ads are working. You're going to be able to see seasonal parts to that. For example, in Easter, several of our Google ad accounts, we've seen an uptick on them. And so we can learn through this process. Now, I will tell you my opinion on this one is that I would encourage you to learn how to do this manually. To start out, you learn how to do the keywords, learn how to use the keyword planner, learn how to choose just a text search ad, and get started that way, and then then you can dive into some of the more advanced things, and and truthfully, I think the the artificial intelligence and the AI that Google has may be a really great thing, but you really want to watch it and make sure that you know what's going on before you jump into that arena. One other thing on that is that as Google moves to what is called the federated learning of cohorts, in other words, when they stop doing the pixel data that we have grown accustomed to, the artificial intelligence may become a lot more powerful and a lot more important to us, and so there may need to be a shift in our strategy when it comes to Google Ads when all of this begins to play out. One more thing on Google I want to share with you today, and that is their Insights page. I don't know if you've seen this, if you're doing Google Ads or not, but it's really interesting that there's a whole page. They've just started to roll this out here in the last few months, so it could be that you may not see it yet, but my hope is, and my guess is, that you will be able to see this. And what Google Ad Insights do is that it tells you stuff that's happening that about topics it it gives you insights tailored to what your ministry and what it is that you're advertising about these keywords that you are using and it helps you see your own performance in that area and it is a really neat tool you can use it to find new keywords you can see just as as a learning or a listening tool it may give you ideas of new audiences, new locations, if you're doing you know, countrywide or island wide types of things. And you will get to that by clicking on a button in your Google Ads that just says Insights. So, for example, on one of our accounts, it said this Christianity is trending compared to last week. And so it's showing the increase in search interest. 5% interest. So somewhere between 1 to 10,000 more searches took place in this one country on the topics of Christianity in the last week versus the week before. Well, that's over Easter, so that makes sense. But we can see these trends from a week, from months, for a long term, there's a lot of trends that are happening there and then we can see what search terms are trending and they will give you ideas of keywords and give you ideas of new search terms or words to be looking for. So example, for example, the word Jesus itself was a really big word and now you can begin to use that to find and discover other new keywords. So I just wanted to make sure that you were aware of that, that if you're using Google ads, the insights button, it's over on the left. For your account under overview, then recommendations, you will see insights. And the recommendations will show up in here as well. And it's going to give you ideas of things that you could do. Remember, they don't understand your ministry, so some of these recommendations won't be good. They may not be what you want to do. There may be keywords that are exactly what you don't want to use. And so be careful. Don't just hit apply all. But look at that information so that you can learn what it is that they think is going to help your ads do better. And so you can see these trends and you can learn a lot about it. And I hope that it is a tool that you can learn to use and that will benefit your efforts to find those seekers in your contacts. All right, I hope that this kind of wide-ranging talk today was a benefit to you all. This next Friday's podcast, I'm going to be announcing a couple of things. Uh, We're going to have a grant for ads that we're going to have available, and we're growing at Kavanaugh Media, and so we're looking to hire some people. I am specifically looking for some social media marketers to help us in the growth area of teams as well as just what we are offering as a as a service as a business as mission to mission teams and so we're going to talk more about that next week if you're interested and you can't wait till next friday reach out to us send us a message and i'll see if i can explain a little bit more on that before then all right thanks so much for listening thank you for what you do for the kingdom please keep pressing forward, keep praying, keep working. Every person that sends that message or is searching, make sure you follow up on them. Don't let anyone fall through the cracks and keep your eyes open to how the spirit is working. Because at the end of the day, we don't just want clicks. We want followers. We want to see disciples who are making disciples. And so I hope that your media, your technology, and your outreach is towards that goal. If we can help you in any way, please let us know. Take care and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast. We hope you subscribe to it and that you'll share it with those who are also laboring for the Lord to find seekers in their contacts. May God bless you in all you do for him and for his kingdom.